Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's up? Too much. I'm sore. I'm sick. I'm tired. We're getting hit by another hurricane down here. It's it's everything is happening. <laughs> I was not ready for all of that. <laughs> Whoa. Scotty started off with sick and sore. You didn't Scotty and I talked for 15 minutes before we started recording. Yep. And he did not cough once. We've been 15 seconds into the episode and he's hacking up a lung. Anyway, <laughs> baseball terms. It's all over. Unfortunately. The Houston Astros <laughs> put the exclamation point on the season because now it is all over and we all just have to live with the bitter taste of a World Series in Houston in our mouths, which is not anybody's favorite. Not no. anybody's favorite. But, you know, the the Phillies gave them a run, but then, I don't know, you just kind of started to see the wheels start to fall off. You know, it just... Houston was and is a a death star of a baseball team. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really, really interesting to note is that 14 of the 27 players on the World Series roster were homegrown talent. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it really shows you just that, that power they have. And I mean, even with that, they're mostly – their stars. It's not just some random 14. It's Pena who won. We got to talk about Pena. The CS in the World Series MVP, Gold Glove. You know, Jordan, who is currently in, is a finalist for MVP. You know, Justin, it was Justin Berlander, wasn't, of course. Um, but like, you look, even the rest, I'm pretty sure most of the, the rest of their starters are. Yeah, I, um, I, I have to pick the 14 and I'm just, I'm guessing. I'm going to think. Kyle Tucker. I'm gonna think Chaz center fielder. Why can't I not think? Thank you. I was thinking McCullers, and I'm like, that's not correct. McCullers also good chance that he's homegrown. I'm like trying to, I'm trying to... Bregman probably. I like I had the number, and then I was like, you don't have the names, you idiot, stupid girl. But. I think that that's very important and very interesting coming from the perspective of a Yankee fan because over and over and over again, trade deadline and off-season passes, and we are told that our prospects are too valuable to be traded away for people like a Bryce Harper. Well, Bryce Harper was a free agent when he was going up, but a person like... Juan Soto, any hot trade deadline acquisition that any team has had, the Yankees have always taken themselves out of it because they say that their prospects are too important. Go ahead, Scotty. Who are the 14? So um, three quarters of their starting rotation and five of their top six hitters in their lineup. Um, Jordan actually wasn't. I forgot Jordan is not a homegrown Um he is he was actually originally a Dodger. Um, but you have Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Lance McCullers Jr., um, Jeremy Pena, Chaz McCormick, David Hensley, who is uh a, a dealer. I didn't actually realize that. Oh, I thought he was no, he's Hensley. Um, that's somebody else. I realized that was a different already. version of those um, letters. Guriel, um, Guriel is Altuve is Valdez, Javier, Luis, uh, Luis Garcia. Jose Arquiti, Brian Abreu. Brian Abreu also had a hell of a postseason. Yeah. I would just like to say that the four names that I threw out there were all correct. <laughs> she still got it a little bit. Um, but I just, I think that that's very interesting. I don't know when you were searching, if you heard what I was saying, how the Yankees hoard their prospects, but never fucking play them, right? Yeah. And you're the Astros who have made the postseason, made the World Series, how many times in the last six years, you know, using their own talent. I told, I said this, I don't know if I said this on the show or if I said this off mic with Scotty. The Yankees have not had a homegrown first baseman since, why can I not think of the guy who I literally told you? 
And I can think of it too, and I'm blanking on it. God, I had a, I had a thought, Scotty. I had it, but we sit and 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 we sit on these prospects. Was it Don? It wasn't Don. It was Don. Thank you. It was Don. Look at that. We have not had a homegrown first baseman since Don Mattingly. That is wildly embarrassing for a team that hoards prospects. Like, what are you? I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's all you're looking for now. And I think that it's important to realize the value that these rookies now have. I mean, you look at this year and you're looking at a group of rookies that made impacts to teams and changed the team. We're going to get into it. Rookie of the year for AL. Jeremy all Pena three isn't of those in. people should win. And Jeremy Pena isn't one of the three. Yeah. Yeah. And you're looking at Julio, who, you know, has changed Seattle, has really given oh, Seattle yeah. that extra boost they need to get in the playoffs. Looking at Adley, who went and has turned that organization around, has started to turn that organization around him. Gunnar Henderson's doing it. You know, rookies there, that Adley, rookie yeah. class Adley's is Adley's a rookie that, that put the entire team on his back. That's crazy. Stephen uh, Kwan. Kwan. Oh, my God. Stephen Kwan, Kwan is... does not know how to swing and miss. He's, no. Like, what? It started off, he saw, like, 116 pitches before he swung and missed? Yeah. That's crazy. That's, like you were saying. We're, in a, we're at a time where of... the value. Go ahead. We're, we're at a time where, where the value that these rookies hold are immense. I mean, you you then flip it, flip it over the NL. You're looking at Spencer Strider, who had a chance of being a Cy Young yeah. competitor. You're looking at Michael Harris, who just signed to an eight-year deal. Like you, it, it, these rookies and these rookies now. Wander Franco is another one. He got a bag last year. That these people are the ones putting these teams on their back, and they are people now that are are you know pushing up. And I think I referred to this last year. When I looked at rookie of the years, there was maybe two instances in the last like 10 years where a rookie of the year, what hasn't been an all-star most predominant player that you've seen. I mean, we have people like Bryce Harper, you have Mike Trout, people like that. that Absolutely. Like, like guys are just, that are just in a different stratosphere. Yes. Rookies, most of, of the best rookies that you see are becoming the best that we've seen for a long time. Yeah. There it's not it's not like a a blip. There's no yeah. Not many of them are, are just a one year little good like Randy might be the only chance that we have at that. God, I hate Randy or Rosarina. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's so frustrating in my as a Yankee fan. As a baseball fan, it's wildly exciting and it's so fun to watch because I'm I'm big on the let the kids play motion. It's so hard to be a let the kids play supporter and also be a Yankee fan because they just don't they don't mesh. Because here the Yankees yeah. are hoarding, hoarding, hoarding their prospects and telling us that that's the future. But how long did it take them to pull up Oswald, though? How long did it take them to pull up Oswald? And now, here we are, coming into this year, Cashman just said that he's okay and set with having Donaldson be our third baseman, but then also saying that Volpe is very much in the running to be in the Bronx this year. Where does that put Peraza and Cabrera? What? Yeah. Because listen, yeah. I I want Volpe up there, but I also want Cabrera up there, and I also want Peraza up there. And to do that, you don't have Donaldson up there, and you consider I don't want to. But if right, I'd assume that these thoughts include IKF no longer being a Yankee, which I'm yeah. fine with. But then you have a spare infielder. Either Oswaldo runs as the perfect utility man. Or they also move on from Glaber, which I don't think I'm ready to move on from Glaber personally. Uh, I think it's likely though, because I mean we still have we still have DJ in all of this. Oh fuck, I forgot. Never mind. Yes. Bye, Glaber. Yes, we still have DJ among all of this. Which is where so, which is where the Donaldson Donaldson thing gets frustrating. Yeah, there's no reason to keep there's no reason. Like you have you, you know, as we said, we had a gold glove. In DJ LeMayhew as a utility, Oswaldo Cabrera showed Gold Glove 
abilities as a utility as well. As a utility infielder. If you work on him in the outfield, I think he could be an all-around utility. But I do want to I want to I want to preface his gold glove experiences were definitely more infield than just based on a few, yes, but he also had a few outfields where he should have caught the ball and he waited for the infielder to come. Well, I think I think that's a mix of that and just Age. general experience. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. But I, no. The Donaldson I know I listen. I know we take shots at him literally every week, but it's because he fucking deserves it, and he, it's stupid. It's stupid. Because what you're gonna, it, you're gonna have Oswaldo come up here and just really show out as a rookie, and then what next year he does it? Where does he go? What does that look yeah. for? Um, we'll get to it later. Um, so Silver Slugger, oh, this yeah. is just MLB on Fox. They decided to put Aaron Judge in center, Mike Trout in right, and Julio Rodriguez in left. I think it's just a general silver slug for outfield. Ever played anywhere but center field? I don't think so. Yeah, the Major League Baseball app just has them listed as outfield, outfield, outfield. Yeah, it's it's just the outfield. Back to the fucking the the rookie argument. Julio Rodriguez is. I was about to say a freshman. I was about to say Julio Rodriguez is a freshman, winning silver slugger. It's just. Because to bring it back to the World Series, Jeremy Pena has massive shoes to fill behind Carlos Correa. Hottest free agent shortstop that this class, I would probably say he was in this past class. Mm. Um, and and the idea of filling this hole on the Astros is, is massive shoes to fill. Almost as big as the shoes that my beloved D.D. Gregorius had to fill behind Derek Jeter. But alas, we move on. Almost as big. <laughs> Almost. Not nearly as big, but in 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 a similar vein. Anyway, um, so that in itself is alarming. Then he goes on and has an absolutely electric postseason. Wins both a Gold Glove, first rookie shortstop to do it. Then he wins ALCS MVP, and then he goes on and wins World Series MVP. But yes, Brian Cashman, let us continue to have Josh Donaldson and whoever the fuck you want to have play shortstop instead of all the young studs that we have that you say are too valuable to get rid of. I I just want to understand the thought process, babes. And I just don't get it. Do you have anything else about the World Series? No, I mean, not much. I think we spoke about it. Oh, actually, no, there is one thing. Um, I was right. <laughs> one half of your bracket was right. You had them playing, still, you had them playing the Braves, which did not go care. well for I, either of us. My entire AL was correct. I went whatever the heck that is. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six for six on the left side, oh for six on the right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Solid 50. <laughs> Whoopty freaking do. Scotty guessed that the best American League team in the nation would win the World Series. Who's fucking surprised? I'm kidding. That was very impressive. Good job, Scotty. We did not let your emotions get ahead of you and say that the Yankees are going to win. I'm still, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Best AL mind in baseball. <laughs> um, If we're going to talk about the Astros still just for a hot last one second, Justin Verlander declined their $25 million, qual- $25 million qualifying offer, making him. Yeah. A free agent. free agent. Brian Hoke did say that that's what the Yankees offered him last year for a one year. I swear to God. I, sw- I swear to God. Talent wise, sure. He's great. But if that bitch is in pinstripes and that's where we put our fucking money. Yeah, exactly. That's Emotionally, and, I'm not going to be happy. And I mean, that's what we spoke about last week is... I don't think it's necessary. 
would it be? I mean, will I complain if we do end up getting him? No. Will I watch all of his starts? Probably yes. not. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna boycott Justin Verlander starts. I would not. But I feel like there are just it. There are better ways. There that are, we could be distributing there are significantly the better ways to use our money, which we'll we'll get into. You know, there's the obvious way that we should use our money, but there were also yeah. there's also the smaller extend Glaber Torres. <laughs> Obviously, it's extend Marwin Gonzalez. <laughs> Give him Give forty a year, <laughs> forty million dollars a year to play thirty five games. <laughs> Seems appropriate, and do absolutely nothing in them. Probably strike out every time. Um, but qualifying offers were all had to all be extended by 5 p.m. on Thursday, which is the day that we're recording this. One nice breath of relief is that the Yankees exercised their $15 million option on Luis Severino. So we've got knock on wood, hopefully a full year of Sevy ahead of us. I'm knocking so hard because I swear, <laughs> I swear to gosh. Gonna keep going for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I will never, never stop knocking. Um, Anthony Rizzo opted out of his. Hold on, he turned down sixteen million dollars from the Yankees for his player option, making him a free agent. I know we talked about this last week, but I just want to. I'm still in on Riz. I don't know, yeah. literally anybody who wouldn't be in on Riz. Tied yeah, his career. High for like the 900th time at 32 home runs. Gold glove first baseman. Big clubhouse dude. And he's Italian, you know? You gotta keep on the Riz. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a pretty a pretty weak first base class. Not yeah, exactly. Our only option, the... snatch Luke Voigt back from the Nationals. Nope, I was not gonna say that, but you have Jose Abreu, who's 36. He's relatively old. Josh Bell's the end of his. Trey Mancini, he got exercised from the Astros. Did. Guriel, Santana, Brandon Bell, like Brandon Drury, Donovan Solano. It, like, there's really nobody out here that I'd say. Rizzo is just so for. clearly the best option. Yeah. Like, it, it's. No doubt that he's he's the guy that we got to go with. Um, or you so, just bring in Albert Pujols. He officially retired. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Enough money can convince him otherwise. Sign their pages, their papers. <laughs> Crazy Enough idea, you know. Can... There is always the thought, but the thing is, I was gonna say there's always the thought that it's oh, homegrown. But I, I'm I I'm now two years. Tell you I'm now two, I was gonna say yeah. I'm now two years out of working in our system, but. When I was in double A two years ago, which ideally that class would be the ones that are bubbling towards major league baseball now. Um, it was Dermis Garcia, who now plays for the Oakland Athletics. He went over there in the Frankie Montage trade with JP Sears and a few others. Um, and Dermis was not great, but I would take him over Frankie right now. Yeah, there uh there's not a first baseman on our top thirty list. Oh, sick. Look, who the fuck is playing? Who's been playing first base? It's great. I'm trying to get that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, right, Aaron Judge is obviously now technically uh, a free agent. Pitchers, for the catchers, last... infielders. As of the time. Uh, I'm just going to have to go through all of the names. That just seems like a lot of work. don't actually say the position. They don't say the position. Jake As Bowers. Of... Oh, I've never heard that name. Uh, he's a lefty-lefty, so I'm going to guess that he's not. He's anything but a first baseman. That's a first baseman, yep. I'm seeing if I can find another one. Um, nope, that just says infielder. Probably not him. Tyler Wade. That's a third baseman. No. No, lie to me. Okay. Wow. Derek Dietrich went to second base. He does not look like he should. He's still in our system? Still in our system. Um. So, yeah, I actually can't find jake bowers is the only one that i have love um, it i are really developing the right side of the infield glad we have seven fucking shortstops backed up but we've got <laughs> nothing else um aaron judge is officially a free agent as of two hours and 23 minutes ago from us recording this um 
obviously he was not going to accept whatever the Yankees qualifying offer was. Uh, but seven dollars that... in the McDonald's fries. <laughs> you know, my final argument is this. Obviously, this is going to be the the free agency to watch. You know, people are going to try to oh uh, yeah, Degrom, yeah, Kershaw. But I, I this is this is the one simply because of the year that he's coming off of. Just won a silver slugger. Just won Lou Gehrig's Lou Gehrig's award. No, Hank Aaron's award. Lou Gehrig does not have an award. He has a day. No, he is. Yep. <laughs> um. I just think it's just going to be really awkward for the Yankees to have to take the judges' chambers down if they get outbid by the fucking San Francisco Giants who said that they're willing to pay anything, you know? Like yeah. Anything. Like, that's just so fucking awkward and embarrassing. And when, like, especially and, right, and opening day, we're playing the Giants. The Giants, yeah. Yep. That's so awkward. And I don't want to deal with that. It's just not... Don't do it to us, you know? Just don't do it to us. But that's all I have to say on the Aaron Judge topic. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not like we're going to not speak about him much. No, um, I mean, we'll actually, keep... no, next week, we might not speak about him next week. It depends on when we record. What does that MVP mean? MVP comes out on Thursday. Oh, so... I'm free Thursday night, so we could record <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Aaron Judge has been Aaron Judge. Um, as you saw in her story, Hank Aaron, Silver Slugger, man's good. And ooh, Aaron Judge certified good at baseball. <laughs> um, but my, uh, my only other focus that I want, I really want the Yankee, right? We were, we talked, we talked about it last week, but after, you know, th- thinking it over, my biggest non big name that I want the Yankees to work with is Andrew Benintendi. Oh, yeah. He's yep. a good left fielder. That would be such a rocking outfielder, outfield of Benintendi, Bader, Judge. He's a true leadoff hitter. He's a lefty in, like we've said a million and one times, a lefty-friendly park. It's... Because I, I can't... Obviously, we're not moving forward with Hicks. It's not... We all know it, right? We all know that we are not moving forward. Yeah. It's been that's the one thing that the Yankees have been like pretty clear but not obvious about is that Hicks is not the next step. Um and yeah, you can you can coach Oswaldo into being a left fielder probably better than they tried to coach and do hard into it because Oswaldo just naturally looks a little bit more comfortable out there. But he's an infielder through and through, right? That's where he's most valuable. And having Ben Intendi in left field, it would just be such a comfort, right? We go to Boston. Nobody has to, like, try to figure out how to play the wall. Benny knows how to play the wall. And you can yeah. really use Oswaldo. Yeah, if an outfielder needs a day off, you can use him out there. But he can really, truly be an infield utility. Which would be so much easier if we just fucking dropped Josh Donaldson. And I will never shut up about this. I'm so sorry. I'm going to bother you guys for literally the next 365 days about this. <laughs> Am I getting sick through the phone? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything else Yankee-wise. Oh, Nestor Cortez won some award. Where is it? Nestor... Uh, one of the recipients of the Lou Gehrig... I knew Lou Gehrig was involved in this week. He was a recipient of the Lou Gehrig Legacy Gala Sports Award Um, for supporting people with ALS. God, I just love Nestor. I love Nestor so much. He is a man that I would give every single dollar to as well. Matt, your leading payroll, Garrett Cole, John Carlos Denton, Nestor Cortez Jr., that's a terrible that's a crime. It's gotta be good someone it's... someone just photoshopped IKF into the silver slugger. <laughs> Grab it. He deserves it. I mean he was a power hitter this year. You know, who else is I'm trying to think, who else is looking uh for a shortstop? Uh the Braves are, Dodgers are. 
Uh, the Braves uh, the twins sent, are. The Braves sent out a qualifying offer to Dansby. Okay, that's also saying that we sent a qualifying offer to Judge. I did we talk about it last week? How they took him out of their Twitter header? No. Oh, oh my God, Scotty! Did I tell you? No. Dansby unfollowed the Braves, and the Braves took Dansby out of their Twitter header. This is such girl petty drama, and I'm so for it. Me and Soph were talking about it. That's crazy because we've talked about this when we talk about the Braves, right? Dansby is their longest tenured player since the Freddie Freeman divorce. Let's just call it what it is. It was a divorce. Um, and he they've paid everyone around him, right? Matt Olson got his check during the trade. Ozzy Albee, Oz, uh, well, let's just plural every part of his word name. Ozzy Albee's locked in. Austin Riley, a bajillion million dollars. Acuna, locked in. Harris, Jr., Harris the third. Michael Harris the third. The third. I wasn't sure if it was the third or a junior. Acuna is a junior. Michael Harris the third said double A to majors to super contract, right? The only piece they are missing, Strider gets his contract. The only piece they're missing, Max Fried, sorry, I'm just like listing people that they've paid was Dansby and Dansby had a stupid good year this year right so you would think for Atlanta to continue the success that they've had that he would be a piece of that so personally I think that Dansby is going to be a huge undersold big time difference maker in the shortstop market obviously he doesn't have fucking john ham voicing over a hype video for him mr turner i was ridiculous it was dope though it was so sick it was so sick and like so my friend Soph is from san diego huge padres fan she fucking hates trey turner which i didn't think was possible i genuinely did not think you could hate trey turner and i said to her and she's like that shit's sick. <laughs> Good stuff. I I love Trey Turner. But anybody's in the market, if any of those teams are uh, looking for a a real upgrade, IKF, IKF. You don't want him in pinch trades. Oh, actually, actually, I would have been fine if he was playing third base, where you know he won a gold glove. I don't know. I, do they just not think gold gloves mean anything? Do they just think that they like are just fun little things that they toss around? Anyway, where did that come from? You showing me a picture. Oh, what are I some other non-Yankee? Oh, have you been seeing all of these um Texas rumors around them? Of Degrom going to Texas, I have seen Kershaw? it for the last month. I have not seen Kershaw. I have seen people predicting DeGrom to go to Texas for the last month. And Where now it seems fuck? like it's happening more and more and more. Where the fuck is Texas getting this money from? They're spending a billion no, dollars on their have, middle infield. They, there's no state income tax. That changes it? They don't have to put they don't have to pay their players as much or they're the way I don't know if it's that they don't technically have to pay their players as much, but players are more willing to get there because they will be getting technically more money yeah, because, because you're not, not paying as much taxes. Wow, I never even thought about that. Yeah, but I'm just wondering. You, it, it, that's yes, what yes, Texas players and, are, but players are trying to go there. Scotty, they're spending five. Like they gave what Seager five twenty five and Semi and how much? Yeah, something wild. A little bit less than that. As well, yeah, they're spending like a billion dollars on their middle infield. How could they also nowhere else? But then, how could they also load on Degrom, who's not going to be like, uh, yeah, I'll take ten million dollars a year. No, I mean he's going to be able to. They're also going to be able to. I feel like they're going to be able to profit Degrom lower because he's played what one full year in the last five. They can profit off that and be like, hey. Yeah, but I can also see him going, hey, I've played one full year, but I've been in the Cy Young discussion every year. Very much can. I don't think Kershaw will go, though. I think I, yeah, the I, only, anybody... I saw one weird thing about Kershaw was that the Rangers were going to try to use the hometown pull. Be like, you're yeah, from Texas. And I'm like, nobody Kershaw's wants to be proud of also that. also 
old now. So old. I I think Kershaw will get a one year deal. Yeah. Like I under like you know, I understand Verlander is much older than Kershaw, but I feel like age is affecting Kershaw a lot more. I agree. I agree. Verlander. Oh, here, this is this is this is the the Kershaw Texas quote that I got from MLB Network. Texas is engaging with Kershaw's camp, quote, patiently to see if Dallas Native is considering leaving Dodgers. It's probably one two. It's probably one is to Grom, and if they can't get to Grom, they'll go to Kershaw. Um one thing that I wanted to say that does relate to the Yankees. Garrett Cole no longer has to see G-Man Choi all the fucking time, and thank God for that. G-Man Choi has been sent to pi- to Pirate, to Pirate, to Pittsburgh, with the Pirates. Thank you, Lord. First of all, how many times have the Pirates and the Rays made a trade in the last 10 years? Uh, At least four times. Right. And each of them have, bite, have bit the, the Pirates. Bit the, the Pirates ass. right in the... Honestly, every time the Padre... The Padre Jesus Christ. My brain is just all over the place. Anytime the Pirates trade anybody away, it bites them in the ass. Biggest one, if you didn't know, the last time, well, I'm pretty sure this is the last time, Pirates and the Rays traded each other. Chris Archer went from the Rays to the Pirates, and who did the Rays get? They got Tyler Glass now and Shane Baz. And then Chris Archer came back to the Rays. He did. Nothing when he came back to the Rays, but it, it has... Same thing of, you know, Garrett Cole was a pirate. Jameson Tyone was a pirate. Just everything birthed, the pirates do. Clay Holmes was really a pirate. Good. Clay Holmes was a pirate. They birthed great pitchers. They just can't get them to fruition. Not on the pirates. <laughs> no. no. Um, have you have you been hearing anything? Any other little mumblings you want to talk about? Um, I mean, there's a few. If you want to stick on the Rays, Kevin Kiermeyer, um did not. Um, get reached back out to by the Rays for a qualifying offer. Yeah, um, so it just Arizona. means what? I just hope everybody I don't like goes to Arizona. But I mean, that's that's a big thing for that for um the nineteen fans of the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, he was um, a big part of that. He, he was, was a big. I mean, he's he was the long term guy for a while. Yeah, of he like was a six years. Guy. They were like, "Whoa, you've been here way too long." And, I mean, if you talk to that that's that's the issue with the Rays, but I'm not, I don't want to get into that. I don't I need mean, to get is it an that. issue if it works? I mean, this year it didn't work. It well, it doesn't work for a business. That's the big thing. It oh, doesn't work not, as a business, no, bro. Nothing works for the Tampa Bay Rays business wise. They got to get out of Tampa. No, they have to get out of St. Petersburg. Yes, because but Tampa leave Bay, the trough. leave the, the Bucks trough. are doing really good. The Tampa Bay Lightning are doing really good. It's just the Rays don't get fans because St. Petersburg is shit. Um, for historical accuracy that is the eighth wonder of the world (laughs) (laughs) um so i feel like the only thing we have left would probably be awards a quick rundown of awards finalists um i feel like most of them are predictable um of who was going to be places um mvp you have i'm going to say who i think is third second and first jordan Otani and then Judge. And what's frustrating, and listen, I know that we what he does is very, very great, but I always felt more threatened by Jordan than I did Otani. And that might just be because of the team that Jordan's on. That like if he did well, I was like, ah fuck, they're all gonna start doing well. And then he fell off a little bit at the end. I don't know. But a very strong category that I think. I, I feel bad because I it it reminds me of the of the Vladdy situation last year is that Vladdy literally won like would almost won the triple crown and had a fantastic year but was beat out by Otani doing something insane and ridiculous. And we we're like, yeah, you just gotta like that the AL one is not an argument. It's just not. Yeah. And that's not even being biased. Yeah. No, it just isn't. Just I think Jordan, Jordan fell off a little bit too much um, kind of the last third of the year. Um, you know, he was the one that was kind of stepping up close behind Judge, um, and then something happened. I, I think Judge and Jordan kind of just started taking a break. Uh-huh. And then, of course, once he hit 62, there's there's no way you can put up anything else. In the NL, you have Goldschmidt, 
Arenado, Manny Machado. I think it's Goldschmidt, but I think Machado comes in second there. I think Machado is surprised. Machado, I agree. Machado Machado. is giving him a run for his money. (laughs) I I agree. Like, Manny... Manny is so frustrating because if he didn't open his goddamn mouth, I think I'd like him a whole lot more. But sometimes he just says things that I'm like, you're annoying. But, But like... Again, like the biggest thing is I did not like Manny Machado on the on the Orioles. I think he had a bad attitude problem in the Orioles, but I think once he went to San Diego, I think I, he's gotten a little think, older. I he has matured. matured. I have I no issues with Manny Machado now. I think that a lot of my resent not my resentment, but like a lot of my feelings are definitely harbored from when he was on the Orioles. But I can also kind of sympathize with him on the Orioles in the fact that right, he's on the O's. And he just, this is going to sound absolutely terrible, and I don't know how else to put this. He knows that he is way too good to be a fucking Oriole. <laughs> and he's like, what am I doing here? Um, And he knew that they were going to, like, just hold on to him until they couldn't. Um, But I agree. Goldschmidt had a ridiculous year. And for a while, like, I... And we've talked about this between East and West Coast baseball, that it's very easy as people who are on the East Coast, right? We're and it's not even like we're border, like we are we are on the coast. Um, it's very easy to forget about those out west. Um, just because they're so far away, you never see their games, whatever. But Machado had a way of always just tapping right back in and being like, Don't you dare forget about me. Yeah, one person I am actually surprised isn't on the MVP list is um freddie freeman i was gonna say freddie i was expecting freeman over arenado yeah he had led he led the league in hits led the league in doubles and in most other categories that led the league in crying sorry i don't mean i love freddie to death i do i do i do i do i do it's just i can't get over that like it was like he was reunited with someone who he thought was dead um but like at the same time there's a lot of he he was better than goldschmidt in batting average. He was better than Goldschmidt in on-base percentage. Like, there's a lot of categories where it was 1-2, two, 2-1, two, where they were right behind each other, and it's surprising to not see. And it's it's such a one-to-one comparison because they're literally both first basemen. Like, the same position. So you'd, yeah. think, you'd think it'd be easy to compare them. I, I wonder... And listen... You can listen to all so many of these episodes. I love Nolan Arenado to death. I think that he is one of the. I think he is probably the greatest defensive glove, um, in the game right now. I just, I'm surprised. I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough around it to validate. And this is gonna this is gonna sound terrible, and I know that we have this discussion with like Mike Trout, and you can kind of have it with Shohei every now and then. Is that? Nolan played like Nolan does. Like, that's just what he he does. So is that, you know, I didn't feel like, I feel like for him to really lead in the MVP conversation, he needs to step above his regular game too. Yeah. Like he was just, I'm saying he was average Nolan. Average Nolan is a top 5% player. Yeah, I mean, he went, and so this this was MLB's breakdown. So batted 293 with 30 home runs and 103 RBIs while, of course, getting the gold glove. Yes. They also go along with saying he's been a top five finisher three times and a top 10 finisher five times without winning. And I'm going to be honest, I feel like putting him top five, top 10 in the NL is a perfect place to put him. Yeah. I think that's all. You, I think that's that's where you could put him. But that's about all you could put him. Because it, it's like it it's very similar to your argument. Oh my god. Sorry. Sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. Where is this all coming from? My computer's been under disturbed. Um I think I think you can use a similar argument that you used that when the Yankees made it as far as they did, only one team wins the playoff. You can be a really good team, but only one team does it. Magnify that by how many people are in the league. Only one person wins the MVP. You can be well, one two. of the two. Two. <laughs> Sorry. Um. You t- you split the league in half, in and half, only one of them. And only one person gets it. <laughs> you know, you can be a top ten player in your league, top twenty in the entire league, 
And that's still crazy, crazy good. But someone, it, it just seems like someone always or, does a little bit more. Yeah, or you could be literally the situation that we are in the AL. You could be Shohei Otani, you know, do all these great things. But the judge someone, just did it better. Exactly. They, they, someone just it, did You just happen to be in the same thing. league. You exactly. just happen to be in the same league as well. Vladdy and Shohei last year. If Vladdy was in the NL, it would be a, a, a no argument, no question last year he would have won the MVP. But yeah. he's in the AL, and he had to compete with Shohei doing Shohei things. Yeah. All right. I want to continue over to the AL side. Young, you have Dylan Cease, Alec Manoa, Justin Verlander. I think it goes Manoa in third, Cease in second, Verlander in third. Or, sorry, so Verlander in first. Which is Verlander so annoying. I, I mean, you're looking at somebody who had a you know crazy ERA, 1.75 ERA. And I remember last year, me and you talk, like talking about him getting his Tommy, Tommy John, John and us being like, listen, we hate Verlander, but this is a shitty way for him to go out of his career. Like he was not supposed to come back. Yeah. And he came back, came out with, you know, the best he could. You wanna know what I'm um, not looking forward to? Ben Verlander announcing that. Yeah. Hi, like, brother. And it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, Dylan Cease, I think, you know, he got a, a lot of respect this year. Especially being on a shitty White Sox team, well, not a shitty White so Sox. So bad. Team. What a the fuck was very, that? A very disappointing White Sox team. Like, I don't think That's we talked about that enough. We were like the White Sox last year. I was like, fuck, I hate the White Sox. And this you year, know, the, like, you were looking at a team: Rodon, Giolito, Cease, you know, Tim Anderson. You're looking at a squad. You're like, damn, this is a good squad. Luis <laughs> Robert. You're like, damn, this and, is a good squad. And then. This year, I'm like, I oh, think it's okay. They, I think we spoke about this in one of our episodes. They were a team that broke every part of their body or hurt every, every part they had of their body. Every <laughs> single body part. And I was like, oh, guys, we're fine. We're just playing the White Sox this week. Um, I quickly shifted over to the NL. You have your number one, 100%, better be the number one, Sandy Alcantara. Um, or Alcantara. Yeah, it's Alcantara. Alcantara, Alcantara. Alcantara. I, forget, I, don't I know. forget how people say it. Um, Max Freed, love Max Freed, uh, and Julio Rios. Julio Rios actually has a better reasoning this year than he did than he did last uh, year. Last year, yeah, last year with just having twenty wins. Oh, cool! You have wins, but you also have the best offense that exists. <laughs> Your um, offense scored eight hundred runs. You should win. <laughs> yeah, um, Rios this year did have a two point one six ERA, but Sandy. Was just absolutely dominant. They did like seven and nine. complete games, right? Yes, seven. Um, so he, this is a breakdown of him. Um, six complete games, a fourteen nine record, a two point two eight ERA, two hundred and twenty eight and two thirds innings, seven or more innings pitched in thirteen consecutive starts from May to like mid May to mid July. Which is the longest anybody that this has ever happened since 2014. And this I'm is- sorry, look, Max Freed 2.48 ERA, great. Julio Rios 2.16 ERA, great. But they didn't do seven complete games. Exactly, they were not the absolute literal workhorse. And that I was going to say was. the thing is, the Marlins have a very bright future. But currently, you know, he was he had 14 wins with not an offense like the Dodgers, right? He wasn't going to get the offensive support that either Orias or Freed were going to get. You know, Alcantara, Alcantara, whatever the fuck, Sandy. Yeah, I think think everybody goes just to say, like, I even heard the broadcast and they just go, Sandy with another strikeout. (laughs) Like, he, he was given a very difficult, difficult task. And he said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to put these motherfuckers on my back and I'm going to fucking do it. And he did. I mean, this is this is a guy who did well last year, but also as a pitching staff with Pablo Lopez, who was very good, yeah. and Trevor Rogers, who was disappointing, <laughs> very disappointing. But still, like going into the year, um, Sandy he was not like a blitz the ball. number one, and he absolutely took the team hand in hand and just dragged them like to a lot of wins. Every single start he has, at least like six of the pitches end up on pitching ninja. Like it, just, I mean, it's like he has like a joystick. He's he's a big body. He's a big body. 
<laughs> He's just towering. Um, but yeah, I think I said this as well because I can't get over Sandy. He's easily my favorite pitcher from this last year, and he deserves it. So as I said, with six complete games, that was the most since 2016. He's just and doing that things shows... that, that current baseball does not do. Exactly. He's, you never like the, see that anymore. The, the length that he went in a row of reaching at least seven innings is crazy. Yeah. Like that, that's just crazy. Whether it be, and it's not, I think the way that like, he wasn't just being kept in because they needed him to No, he was being kept in because he was efficient and he was, I, I bet he's still working on a pitch count. It's just that he never hit that pitch count until the seventh inning because he just mows people down. Yeah, he was really something different. Rookie of the year for the AL. We kind of already talked about it a little bit, not directly, but we talked about each of them. Stephen Kwan, Julio Rodriguez, Adley Rutschman. I think that it's impressive, as I said, not to see. You're not seeing two players who were spoken about a lot. You're not seeing Pena, and you're not seeing Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. And that just shows you how dominant this class was. And the, the three names up there, Fully deserve it as well. As we said, Stephen Kwan starting the year with whatever 100 straight appearance or 100 straight, whatever that was, it, appearances out or swing, pitches with, swing, yeah. without a swing and a miss. He had more walks than strikeouts. Like, which you also like never see. Exactly. And, and, his, and his defense was also extremely good behind it. And then you look at Adley, as you said, took the, took the Orioles on his back. And has made that team be valid again. You know, he came in 254, 13 home runs. You know, his, I'm going to be honest, his stats directly weren't as stunning he as also some of these other a, people. A, a, like, he was the top overall prospect two years ago, which I think that's also a pressure that just nobody can really understand. It's also like, a when, little tough when to play good. When everybody around you isn't playing good, they figured it out. <laughs> hey, um, hey, hey, hey! We ended many a show with roll O's. We did. <laughs> we did. Um, but then the last Julio one easily, Julio Rodriguez. I mean, you're looking at a thirty thirty season. Silver Slugger. Or sorry, uh, wins the uh, home run derby. I thought he did hit thirty thirty. I guess not. Um, no, he's only a 20, 20, 28 home runs. So he had 25, 25 season, 28 home runs, 25 stolen bases. <laughs> home run derby a- winner, which made him more money in one day than he did his entire rookie contract, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, silver slugger, all-star, it, the heart of the Seattle Mariners. And... Except a for part, Big Dumpy. Big Dumpy. A part, <laughs> and a part of the heart of the MLB. He brought a lot of attention to the MLB with his play in the Home Run Derby in the All-Star Game. He brought a lot of attention just by himself to the game, to the Mariners. He did a lot this year. He did. He really changed, and he didn't act like a rookie this year. Exactly. That is the biggest difference. I think you can put him to anybody else, any other rookie. He did not act like a rookie. He acted and he played like it was his third year already. Yeah. He's in his third, fourth year. He's in the middle of everything right now. He already knows how it all runs, and he's still healthy. There were no growing even. pains. Like, Adley no. had a little bit of growing pains. Quan didn't, but, like, Adley had some growing pains, Um, and and Julio just didn't. He just just did. I mean, you're looking. You're looking at him. As I said, 284, 28 home runs, twenty five stolen bases. Yeah, that is things that a lot of players could be in the league for fifteen years, ten years, and not do. Yeah, and he's doing it first year up. Freaky, freaky. NL. Freaky. The NL. We've talked about two of them. Third one, I honestly never heard of. Brendan Donovan, a utility for the Cardinals. Really never actually. I didn't, I feel like I heard of that name, but like I didn't know enough about him um, to be behind it. Um, he's played every infield position in both corner outfield spots, which is impressive. Yeah, and he is a gold glover. 
Um, so he batted uh, 280, uh, 281, um, which again, you know, things like that, like I've heard of, okay, yeah, but um, I just don't know much about him. I mean, I think that might Maybe be an East Coast thing. Um, and then the I don't two... interact with C- – whenever I was interacting with St. Louis this year, it was about Pujols, Molina, Wainwright. Wainwright, yeah. Um, and then I think comes in second, Michael Harris, the second. It's the second. It's not the third. So you were close. You were right between the junior and the junior third. Junior and the number. And it's neither them. It's right in the middle of them. Um, I thought it was. I was like, the third sounds weird. But like, I was like, is it so, the You want to know where the third came from? The third came from RG3. That's a weird thing to have. I don't. The third come from RG thir- RG three made such an imprint in my brain as a twelve year old. Yeah, I saw him at MetLife. Um, but yeah, as as we went over with with him earlier, you know, mega contract, um, two ninety seven, nineteen home runs, twenty stolen bases. Him jumping from Double A to Major League Baseball and making the impact that he did is wildly impressive. Like that's crazy. Um, it's just that what Strider did was more it's, yeah it's just spencer strider coming in here 202 strikeouts 2.65 era and something you never saw in the league. best mustache in the league hardest thrown pitch by a rookie i think it was it was either by a rookie or a starting pitcher or something i think it was a starting pitcher hardest pitch ever thrown by a starting pitcher at 103 point something miles an hour quads for days bro it's just he's just he's crazy and that most strikeouts in a single game by a pitcher with 16 that happened first of September. Like he was another guy and we were referring right back to Julio. He didn't look like a rookie when not he pitched. at all. And his like trip to major league baseball was crazy. He didn't go to a big D one school like UCLA. I, I think or played at Clemson. But he was not like a, no, he wasn't a staple guy at Clemson. Yeah. He was like a th- number three at, at Clemson. You know, he was a low-grade guy. And and the Brave Scout was just like, there's just something about this guy that, like, on paper, you wouldn't give him a second glance, but there's just something about him. And he was right. Those scouts are crazy, crazy, crazy. Brave Scouts are very good. <laughs> um, And then that closes out for the basic ones, I like to say. And then you have Manager of the Year, which... I honestly think manager of the year is probably one of the closest that I can think of any of these categories. So for the AL, you have Francona for the Guardians, Brandon Hyde for the Orioles, and Scott Sarias for the Mariners. I think there are good reasonings for all of them. Yeah. They're all people that picked up a team and that brought them gotten... into the playoffs yep. or right, up, right at the bridge of the playoffs in Brandon Hyde's case. And I, I don't know. I don't know. There's really not much I, I can say because I, I like could. I could it argue, can go in every way. I was going to say I could probably argue for each of them, and this might be me being an American League bias, but I think I would give it to how do you say the Orioles manager last name? Brandon Hyde. Hyde. I thought you were saying Hyde, like and I was like, who the fuck's no. Hyde? Hyde. Um, because for how long? Were the Orioles just the laughing stock of baseball? And and yeah, I guess you could semi argue that with the Mariners, but the Mariners got close last year, right? They just missed it. I mean, I'm thinking the same thing, and like I'm I'm in a bit of the same boat. I think if the Orioles made it to the playoffs, if I think the Orioles you made it to hide, the playoffs, the world would have exploded. I so think, when they make it next year, the world is gone. <laughs> I think it's either. I mean, in the same boat of Servius with. You know, they almost made it last year. They were right there. They had the people. And honestly, they kept most of those people. The only change that they had was adding Julio Rodriguez. Um, I think, honestly. And and the pitcher who was a Blue Jay, Robbie Ray. Oh, yeah, Robbie Ray. He had had a garbage year. Um, And I I think, honestly, though, like, Francona is a very good option as well for the Guardians. And I think we really saw that this year. Always a good option. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like you know, he really brought a Guardians team that I guess you could say the same that I said with Julio, but like with Kwan. that's the thing. It's frustrating but, because I also appreciated how Terry Francona, Francona, Francona played baseball, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. We we mentioned it. We mentioned it when the Yankees played them in the playoffs. They are a bitch team to play because they don't play the same baseball that everybody gross. else plays. Bro, it's so annoying. And I think actually I'm realizing that now, 
Rancona, Guardian, Stephen Kwan, Brandon Hyde, Orioles, uh, Adley Rutschman, Scott Survives, Mariners, Julio. Yeah. I just realized that the, that they lined that is up fun. <laughs> but I, I, this is this is I probably the one that like you kind of have the most all of them are completely viable options and I yeah. I won't get mad at any of like I won't be like oh this person was robbed this person like I think all three of them very much deserve it. Yeah. I think yeah they all have good reasonings behind them. Um and then the NL you have Dave Roberts for the Dodgers, Buck Showalter for the Mets and Brian Snicker for the Braves. I love Honestly, Brian Snicker. I'm this, always going to give it to Brian Snicker. This is one that I think you flip it the opposite way as we did for the AL. You're looking at teams. Dave Roberts for the Dodgers. The only reason you have behind him is that he, whatever, has 111 wins. But then he didn't 100... do anything with it. You have 111 wins. You are the, like, by it's far. Not a, it's not a playoff. It's not a playoff thing. It's a regular season. I know, Scotty, but award. you look at their roster. If they had less than 100 wins, it's ridiculous. Brian, it's, and I mean, Roberts has to do nothing to, to that's, win. That's what I'm in the same boat with all of these, is you look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers are supposed to win 100 games. Buck Showalter. Honestly, I don't think Buck should get it because if you look at what the Mets have, the Mets should have become should have been in first place exactly in their division. But honestly, the same way the Braves, they were projected to be in first place in their division. I feel like the yeah the Braves should have been in first place sooner than the last week of the season. Yeah, I feel like each of these managers made really mistakes. didn't manage much. They, they had the the had the utilities given to them, and they just. Play and let them play baseball. The yeah. only one that I would be able to say is Brian Snicker because the use of Spencer Strider and the use of Michael Harris and you know adjustments like that with some of the injuries and and the rookies. But then is That's the, the only use of Michael I... and and this might be me not being completely sure what's a manager and what's a general manager's role. Did Snicker make the call for Harris to be called up, or did their GM make that call? I think it's the GM makes a call to bring him up, but I just mean like the use of them and yeah. stuff like that. Cause, cause think they got Michael Harris and they actually decided to play him instead of just sit him on the bench while they go yeah. and end their season. <laughs> what happened with uh, Oswald? <laughs> Not to name names. Oswald Aaron, Boone. <laughs> Aaron Boone's name will never be in this discussion. <laughs> um, But no, it's, it's the same way with everybody. I mean, you look at Buck Showalter with the Mets. You have the two best starting pitchers that were in the league, and then you bought out. You know, you got uh, yeah, Escobar McNeil and Canna. Like four hundred, and... like McNeil's hitting four hundred. Why are you not? How do you even got? It's right. it's that such, and that's and that's just the way I feel about it. Like people were saying other other names. I think the Padres manager was up there. Um, I don't think the Padres manager should have gotten it as well because they were they spoke should've... about it. They, they should have yeah. been more competitive than they were. Yeah. And they weren't until the end of the year. And then the postseason, they went on a run. But you can't take the postseason into effect. And then clearly the Phillies managers can't be in it because <laughs> Girardi was only there for half a season. And then, they yeah, they didn't have anybody else. <laughs> um, so I think the NL was just in a, it's in a weird situation with who the manager of the year could have been. They, they were given a lot of resources. Uh, Dave Roberts and, just fucking pisses me off. Oh, they were given the resources. Yeah, you're gonna be out in the first fucking round, you yeah. dope. They were given they were given the resources and then the resources played well. That is the only thing. They were they were, they were gifted success. Yeah. And then you can't be and you can't be surprised when they do succeed. Yeah. I like it, it's just crazy how like 111 wins is ridiculous, and we're just like, meh. Like, I mean, look, you, you know. Do you know how proud whatever the 50 whatever people who beat them are? They're like, fuck yeah! We beat the Dodgers! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at it in the same... like, like It's the team that's supposed to succeed. We were saying Freddie Freeman should have been the MVP candidate. Trey Turner's probably the number one short... Should be the number one shortstop free agent this year. Yeah. You know, like, they were gifted Joey Gallo, who apparently every team that he goes on wins. Um <laughs> Well, no, they were winning before oh, they true, gave Joey true, Gallo he away. Did leave. He left, <laughs> and then we had that horrendous month that we like to call August. No, I, I don't know. Like yeah, I agree. Thing. I agree. They definitely. There are not. stark. There are stark differences between the AL and the NL managers of the year. Yeah. It will be interesting, and hopefully, we will have all of these answers to you next week. Should. 
<laughs> we should, we should. We will keep our eyes peeled for any additional Yankee news. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. Scotty is crushing it over there. And you can hear us again next week on Spotify, Apple, and a bunch of other platforms. I don't know why I'm deciding to list them for you. Yeah, I don't know the new one. <laughs> I, I like acted like I knew what they all were. It's like Spotify, Apple, Google Play, and then four other ones that are interesting platforms. But for Scotty, I am Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye. <laughs>